Welcome back to Hire, everybody! The podcast where we help you reach higher in your career and learn with and from experts in recruitment, entrepreneurship, marketing, and many more about what it takes to become a leader in your dream industry. And in today's episode, we talk about how a lighthouse idea can spawn an empire. But first, hit that beat, Tom Zamzo. So you made it. You're a business owner. Excellent. Congratulations, y'all. We are so proud of you. Do they really care? Well, they better. Whether you do or not, Cherish audience member, the question you should ask yourself is this. What next? Many fresh entrepreneurs start out great and thrive in the honeymoon phase. But then real life hits. A business is not just excitement, it's actually hard work. One of the best ways to stay engaged is to grow your business, create spin-offs and look for new avenues. Oh my god, spin it! Indeed. We have the legendary Rob Fajardo on the show, founder of Leave Normal Behind and the man busy ushering in the modern day renaissance. But he also made Kanye, right? He did, Tom. But that's hardly the point. Rob will show us how one idea has become a lighthouse for his incredibly successful business that doesn't rely on 1997 business school models. Let's go get it. Yes! We've got Rob on the show. We do. What a treat. Rob Fajardo on the show from Leave Normal Behind, ushering in the modern day renaissance. Rob, we have told the audience in the introduction a little bit about yourself, but please, this is your moment. Give us your elevator pitch, but you've got time from the ground floor up the entire Empire State Building because 30 second elevator pitches are no fun. Off you go. Thank you, Tom. Nikki, I super appreciate you. Uh, my name is Rob Fajardo. I'm a founder of, of Leave Normal Behind, a modern-day renaissance movement with the mission to influence humanity in a positive way by inspiring and helping others become the best version of themselves, give back, create things that matter, love, and encourage others to do the same. And I'm super appreciative to be here with you guys, and I'm excited for this podcast together. Love that. I mean, helping everyone around you is exactly what we want to do as well. So absolutely delighted to have you on the show, Rob. And there's going to be a little bit of a moment at the end of the show for you to keep some of your top tips. So please don't give away all of your best tips during the show because we want people to listen right to the end where you will give those golden nuggets. Okay, cool. So Rob's going to keep some of his secrets. So let's dive straight into it, Rob. Um, we talk about entrepreneurs on the show um, all of the time. So, you know, what is the idea, the goal and the purpose that actually made them start the, a business of their own? Your story is super special here because you don't in, create a specific venture with a specific goal in mind, but they all tie back into this one unifying idea, this lighthouse moment for you. So what is this idea and what kind of ventures have you built out of it? For sure. So... Yeah, like you said, the, the the main highway, the silver lining throughout all that I do is has always been leave normal behind it and this set, and these set of values, becoming the best version of oneself, giving back, creating things that matter, loving others, and encouraging others to do the same. From that set of values, I've been able to get connected with all types of business people in different industries, ranging from real estate, nanotechnology, finance, agriculture, media and design, etc., and then I'm hired by these individuals as a consultant, writer, connector, business developer, and some businesses that have spawned out of that have been um, some influencer marketing, some press and publicity deals. We help people build a digital presence online, establish more authority through their personal brand so that they can create a more positive ripple effect in their life by having a better digital presence. Yeah, and I think we're, we're definitely going to go into those a little bit more um, as we go along through the podcast. But we hear stories of people that have this light bulb moment, you know, an experience that inspired them to go out to the world and do what they do, maybe change career as well. Do you remember what events and what light bulb moments you had so you could create this um, path of leaving normal behind and also striving towards a modern day rena- renaissance as you speak about? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I would say two come to mind, and of course there's hundreds, you know, but, but two particular come to mind like in the beginning beginning days. So I'm 27 at the time of this 
recording, so around 18 or 19 years old, um, two things happened to me. One, I, I w- became aware of a quote by Benjamin Franklin that said, the, the average person dies before 25 and is buried at 75. And that quote really affected me because it was super disheartening to become aware to the fact that most millions of people are compromising their dreams or value their purpose before 25 years old and then are living life for the next 50, 60 years, okay, but not on fire with their spirit, just a little bit dim. Most of them, you know, living to work. And I recognize that the most sinister thing about this is that although their spirit was dying before 25 years old, you don't end up living a terrible life. You end up living just enough to be covered in this malaise. You have some vacations. You do get a family. You have moments of happiness, moments of joy, moments of love. However, you come very used to this quote-unquote normal reality where you like some things that are going on and then you really don't like some things that are going on. Hey, I really enjoy you know being here with my family right now at this you know family barbecue, but oh, damn it, tomorrow I have work and that sucks. And then we just <laughs> think that that's totally okay. And that's pretty normal. And it rips away our spirit and it rips away our joy. It rips away our fulfillment. So that first quote made me aware and then I was given another integration uh, you know, a few months later on this recognition that on this realization, on this remembrance that love is the answer. Love will change the world. This has been around for a long time. Many thought leaders, we all know deep down that love is the answer. And I thought to myself, how fascinating, how often do you have an answer, but not a solution? Quite often when you have the answer, you also have the solution. So I said, hmm, if we know love's the answer, why are, why don't we have the solution? What's preventing love from entering in mass consciousness and rep- being representative in our media and our governments and our people, et cetera, et cetera? And then I had this breakthrough moment where I said, oh, wow, well, you can't love others until you love yourself And then a little bit deeper, I recognize, well, wow, you can't actually love yourself until you know yourself, a deep, you know, spiritual knowing. And and on that journey of self-discovery, when you go through the ups and downs, you you go after the thing that you, you, you want to do, you enter the unknown, you face your fears head on through that process is when you get to discover yourself more and you start to love yourself more because you went through it and you're going through it. And then only once you begin to love yourself can you actually love others. And uh, at that moment, we were like, wow, well, we don't need to solve every problem in the world. But if if we can build a renaissance movement where there's millions of people around the world, hundreds of millions of people around the world who are becoming the best version of themselves and knowing themselves well, then as long as we have the community, the resources, the support, it will be just like a seed that you put in good soil that will grow naturally, right? Once somebody becomes self-aware, it's very hard to unring that bell, right? Once you hear that bell, it's hard to unhear it. And so we recognize that as long as we can focus on the first part of this equation, which is inspiring and helping people become the best version of themselves, which is ultimately knowing themselves, then naturally they'll start to love themselves more and then they'll love others and then we'll bring that into their personal reality and collectively raise the vibration of humanity. People who are becoming the best version of themselves take that into their everyday life. So that was about six or seven years ago. And since then, you know, we've, we've grown this movement around the world, have, have connected with thousands of individuals and are continuing to build it, you know, talking to amazing people like yourself, Tom and Nikki. And yeah, it's been a super blessing and um, that, that was a light bulb moment that really affected my life you know, when I was 18 or 19. I find this is so in full transparency to our audience. I have heard your story <laughs> in the past, but I just never get tired of hearing it again and again because this, 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 it's almost like an old adage where it says, should you, you know, find your truth, be your most authentic self, um, launch your passion. And then there's a counter movement that says, okay, you can have all of these things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can actually put food on the table. And so I, mm-hmm. I love hearing stories where this is, rings so 
true and is so authentic and you actually have made not only do you live your dream and you live your passion you are actually making a business um, not only towards mm -hmm. a specific bull but out of that ethos that entire idea which is me mm -hmm. as an um, aspiring entrepreneur so most people that have listened to previous episodes know I am launching my own um, series of businesses <laughs> at the moment this is a story of you know hope and this to me is a story of courage that I don't have to sell out I don't need to be shallow I don't need to um, advertise shoelaces to make ends meet right so mm -hmm. which also ushers in the next segment of the show that Nikki's going to lead us into which is giving back as a business model you and I have spoken about this plenty in the past and I find it so fascinating because in sort of conventional economics we think you provide a service someone else pays for it but there's other ways to grow your brand to grow your business and we want to know <laughs> and sip all the tea so Nikki please start brewing yeah, without giving away all the secrets, oh, right, Tom? Um, <laughs> you know, Tom, you kind of mentioned there, it can be scary, though, still, because if you're going out into that world of business, there's so many different business models. As you also mentioned, you still need to put food on the table. You still need to be able to pay your rent, all of those things. Um, so it can be very tricky to decide which one is right for you. You know, paid membership, event access, digital products, you know, all of those things. And, and many people, as you just said, will opt for the traditional and seemingly safe option. But you actually went a little bit different, Rob, right? You you did something completely different, as, as Tom has said. You went for the giving back model. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? And, you know, as we also always want, you know, real tangible things that people can do. Not, don't just say, yeah, I did this model. What did you do exactly to make it work? For sure. Yeah, thank you guys for asking the question. So, um the breakthrough moment for us is when is when we were able to put a business model around this this ethos, you know. So in full transparency, for about five years, um, leave normal behind itself. The essence, the movement, um, was completely free, right? Because these values are free, right? And our greatest tension was asking ourselves, how do you create a business model around a renaissance movement without contaminating the values of this movement, right? Because while I'm one of the individuals who's leading this movement, as well as many others, this isn't Rob's influencer community, right? When people are leaving normal behind, they're not leaving normal behind to become more like myself. When, when people choose to leave normal behind, it's a commitment to become more of oneself, the best version of yourself. And what that looks like to you is different than what it looks like to anybody else. Yet you can collectively share that individual journey with others. So I was living in, in, in LA at the time and I had become aware of the pay what you can cafes. These are little cafes where, you, you know, instead of a $5 coffee, you could give $1 if that's all that you could give. And the tension between what we were doing is we didn't know how to, you know, which market to attract, leave normal behind. It was attracting all types of people of the same values. Those who are aspiring to become successful and might be a little bit earlier in their business career and as well as some of the most successful people on the planet. And the question between was, do we create this renaissance movement for the masses or do we employ this strategy um, called help the best and the best will help the rest? With the theory of if you help the people at the cusp of human consciousness, well, then that will matriculate itself into mass consciousness. And the answer had always been both. You know, it's not one or the other. It's both. All people deserve the opportunity to leave normal behind if they so choose and, and, and having us to help make that journey easier. And so we opened up a, uh, contribute what you can annual subscription model where people can give as little as $1 or more based on the values that we share. And if they want to be a part of this membership and this movement and this community, once becoming a member, then we're able to filter them into their needs and their means and their purpose and their challenges, just like a typical consulting company would or a typical accelerator would. And then we host events and have merchandise as well. And uh, prior to this business model, we were just operating super organically. You know, we'd meet people through content marketing who would be leaving normal behind. And typically, if you're leaving normal behind, you're not sitting on the couch all day. You know, you, you, have, you have stuff that you're up to. And whether it's businesses, whether that's art, whether it's music, those initiatives have needs. And then we would get hired organically 
But now since opening up this contribute what you can model, it's been a really amazing way for us to stay in integrity. And then part of the money we make, we, we give back just like a social enterprise. We do different things, um, donate to different causes, um, help out like the Watts Empowerment Center in L.A., um, have donated some money to a friend, Charlie, of mine, who's, who's on a, a dream tour right now around the country, helping people through COVID and helping them accomplish their dreams, um, reinvesting back into our members and, and helping however we can, feeding individuals who are without a home, reintegrating um, someone that was without a home for eight years and, and reintegrating um, him back into society, giving him an opportunity to work and reach his highest self. So yeah, we're not doing as much yet as we will be doing. We've been we've been making it happen bit by bit, and now we're at a beautiful inflection point where things are growing and yeah, doing doing a lot more good, a lot more giving back is is a blessed opportunity that we have. You and just stole. I appreciate you, just, you guys bringing this on. <laughs> Sorry, completely interrupted you. You just stole the word as well right out of my mouth. Beautiful. I just kept coming to my head. It's a beautiful story and a beautiful movement, mm. and I think. I wanted to butt in here quickly before Tom asked his question. You might answer it later, but because our audience is global and you talk a lot about the US and these cafes in the US opening, we don't necessarily know what they're what they are in other countries, especially mm-hmm. in Europe. So um, my question was, is it global movement that you're looking for? Is it just US? Like how? I mean, you probably will talk about it later, but I thought it was a good moment to kind of ask. Yeah, I guess yeah, for sure. Yeah. What, what Are you going to go global with this, basically? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's already global. You know, we, we have people from Australia, Europe, Africa, um, Russia. The, the, the beautiful thing about Leave Normal Behind is that it, it, it works everywhere in the world, right? Becoming the best version of ourselves, oneself. Is something that we all can experience no matter what language you speak and no matter where you are located geographically. So continuing to grow this movement to hundreds of millions around the world, you know, is a 20 year goal of, of ours. Um, and, and it's already happening on a, on a, on a smallish level, you know, and over the last five, six years, I've traveled a little bit around the world. I wouldn't consider myself a world traveler, but have traveled more than the average person. And then, of course, now through social media, you know, we're in different countries right now too, you know, so I'm connecting <laughs> with you guys and, and, um, yeah, that's been a really great assembly, assembly tool, getting all of us people together to, to chat. For anybody in the audience that at this point is not already intrigued by this, <laughs> go check this out. Leave normal behind. Um, all of the Rob's social handles are sort of like a link to this um, to this entity. So definitely go have a look. See if there's something in it for you. And me, again, starting as a fresh entrepreneur, I've done my homework. I have Googled endlessly about affiliate marketing, business model canvas. How do you actually get up and running? And so what Rob is proposing seems quite perplexing in the um, in the beginning but then when we spoke earlier you mentioned something to me that i think you called um it might have been a book it's called the law of value which mm. then mathematically speaking it started to make sense to me this business model that you're actually operating on do you mind um, elaborating a little bit more about this law of value and how it actually works for sure yeah so i read this awesome book that really impacted me called um the go-giver by uh john david mann and bill berg and in this book, it's a two-part book series, they, the whole premise is that givers receive more financially. Just And um, they, they listed five stratospheric laws of value. And the first law is the, I mean, five stratospheric laws of success. And the first law, the first stratospheric law of success is the law of value. And the law of value says that your true value, your true worth, is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. So let's say I give $10 worth of value to something and I charge $5, then my quote-unquote real value would be $5, right? $10 minus 5. And the whole premise of this is that if you're giving more value than you take in payment, always things are going to really end up positively for you. Whether it's just a conversation that you're having with somebody, whether it's advice that you're giving, people people hoard their value and that gives an impression of scarcity. When you're somebody that's like, hey, let me see how I can be of benefit to you 
and let me show you what I know by doing what I know, you really create a different relationship with individuals, especially in business, because a lot of people tell you what they can do for you before they just do it. If you let your actions speak for themselves, if you let the value that you bring speak for itself, and you're always thinking about giving more than you take in payment, well, then you could really feel good about what you're doing, number one. And two, you're going to set yourself up to have success in business because people are saying, wow, this person is like fairly priced. They're giving so much more value than they're asking for. And of course, you got to find out what that number is for you comfortably. But I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to do that, whether it's a free, free engagement, whether it's just a conversation, whether it's a paid engagement, right? If you just always strive to give more than you take or give more than you ask for, you'll be okay. You know, I've experienced this with you in person uh, in the past because actually you had reached out to me. So for something, I had written something and we've spoken about LinkedIn with um, with a bunch of recruiters mm. last month. Um, and I'd written something into my LinkedIn summary that sort of that intrigued your interest and you had reached out to me and then you just volunteered your time. And I told you about my plans and you said, this is fantastic, do this, do that. Mm. I've got connections here, left, right and center. My network is your network. And so now I actually I remembered and I was like, oh my goodness, we're launching a podcast, we're talking about entrepreneurs rob is here let's get him on the show and this is how it just keeps you know coming back because you get promotion out of this and even in in even in corporate even in business one of the wonderful things my current um, boss aaron um, has taught me over the past couple of years is you may pay a supplier to do something for you but it doesn't mean that you have nothing else to give them so all of my relationships even in the corporate world are built about mutuality i'm the one with the money right now because i'm at the client side but there's always things what can i do for you can i help you expand your network is there anybody in my nexus that could be that could be useful to you um but back to the entrepreneurial um, point of this you would think okay time is my most precious commodity i need to make bank i need to somehow survive a business model like this can still be super scary so let me ask a very cheeky question <laughs> which you can you know refuse to respond nobody's going to hold <laughs> it against you with a business model like this can you make ends meet or do you have other ways in which to sort of you know substitute the bread that's on your table while you're building this movement while you're building this universe Oh, hi, everybody. This is Tom from the editing room coming right at you. So as I'm editing this episode, turns out I keep referring to my current employer and my current boss. Um, in the two weeks that have passed since the recording of this episode, I've actually left my employment. I'm now self-employed. Samson Consulting is up and running. Can I get a hallelujah? So just correcting the record. Off we go. On with the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, so I've definitely been able to... Um... Like for the last six, seven years, I've been, I've been working for myself. I'm self-employed and I've been able to, yeah, live a pretty good independent life. And and now since we're building a platform at the time of this podcast, we're actually in the, in the process of, of opening up like a, a seed round. We'll, we'll be um, raising a couple million dollars to essentially scale this, you know? So I think there's kind of stages in entrepreneurship, right? So it's like, can you build an ecosystem for oneself that you could be a digital nomad, right? Um, but then when you want to start getting into like, how can what I create really start affecting others and start affecting systems and start affecting institutions and like things like this, typically you do end up bringing on strategic partners just because the financial requirements are a little bit bigger. So I like to say it's like, over the last six years, we became really good at, 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 at cooking this, this really delicious food, right? And, and now you reach that stage where, you know, we're like, okay, cool, let's, let's turn this into a restaurant. So that's where we are today. But yeah, I've been able to fund my own personal life, pay contractors, travel, you know, live life on my terms. Um, but because our, our goals are so big, right now we're actually in the, in the process of it, which is like beautiful. It's like the culmination of the last six, seven years of my life, getting the data, you know, going out on the road. Just like you said, Tom, I, I could have done, you know, a more secure, secure job. I went to a great, great college institution. Amherst College was lined up for a six-figure job right out of college. You know, I could have done something else, but my thought had always been like, what happens if you die in the process of saving up for your dream? Do you just like end up in the spirit world? Like, God damn it. Like, fuck. I was about, I was about to get there. Like, you know, and, and 
So that's always been my thing, just just like doing it. You know, it's been really difficult time. Like there's times like when you're down, like you're like, damn, where's this money gonna come in? Damn, I got this bill, like but there's a certain level in you know in entrepreneurship where they talk about like jumping out of a plane and, and building a parachute on the way down. Not everybody's built for that, you know. It's, no, and not true. everyone has the faith for that. And true, I it's, cannot it's very let tough, you know? I cannot let this moment escape from me because <laughs> so shout out to my brother Pete as well in uh, in Germany. We are to this day we started when we were 15, still nerding out about Avatar: The Last Airbender. They also have yep. a spirit world, and oh my goodness, I wouldn't mind going there at all. <laughs> bring your money with you though you can't exactly. you can't bring your money with you tom i can't <laughs> that right rob so i yeah. think we wanted to quickly discuss a few more things about network because we do talk about it in our other episodes and the importance of that and how we also love entertainment at our higher podcast we always have lots of music going before we meet our guests and everything like that so basically we're gonna go outside of the box a little bit and talk about celebrities and we know we a little birdie told us that you've been to and you are connected to kanye so can you tell us a bit more about that <laughs> i uh this so so kanye and i are in like a Good friends, but I think it's, it's more of this idea around the, the, the Renaissance movement, right? And just the proximity that we've been able to create to people with quote-unquote celebrity and, and the way that we see them as just modern-day Renaissance leaders, individuals that are, like, shaping pop culture and humanity as we know it. They could be artists, celebrities, politicians, doctors, scientists, astrologists, etc. And um, it, it all has come off the framework of becoming the best version of oneself, so... One of the members of Leave Normal Behind is is an advisor of Kanye West, and um, she had invited me to Sunday service, which is like this private um, event. I went twice. Super, super cool. You know, small gathering. Um, was able to to meet and chat with Kanye, and um, in, in those in those circles, it's it's like. Once, once you're there, like it's it's not like a fanboying moment, you know what I mean. Everyone's there for a specific reason, so it's more um, friend friend vibes. And um, one time when I went, it was so cool because Justin Bieber was actually there. He came just as a guest, and then he ended up performing. You know, so I had this this realization right where I I, I felt like I was, you know, this happens to me quite often. But at this moment, I was like, wow, I, I I'm in the middle of our modern day renaissance, right? Because in this room is Justin. Kim Kardashian, Dave Chappelle, Kanye West, Raven Simone, like, just there's, like, a lot of people here where I'm like, if a bomb went off in this room, like, a large portion of pop culture would be destroyed, right? And and five people in this room right now hold, you know, billions and billions and billions of impressions, and they're, and they're all here, and, and I'm here, too. And, and it was this idea of being like, wow, if, it, if I was... Back in the Italian Renaissance in 1450 to 1650, and I was in this event, I was in this room, you know, somebody held, you know, a gathering, and Leonardo da Vinci is there, Michelangelo's there, the Medici family's there, Botticelli's there, right? They're, they're parallel, right? So I've, I've been able to work with a couple of different celebrities, um, but it's all come off that framework of, of leaving normal behind, right? The reason um, this advisor reached out to me is because she's leaving normal behind, you know, like she's become the best version of herself. She understands the Renaissance. She's super connected. And, and all my opportunities um, have worked in this organic way. And additionally, a couple of years ago, I worked with Kevin Jonas from the Jonas Brothers when he kind of was in the middle of his transition in um, out of music. Then he went into tech for a little bit. And we um, had this influential agency that we leveraged that has like access to 300 million users online. And, and they would do... Um, like app downloads, like use influencer marketing for to get apps on the app store. And again, that opportunity came because a great friend of mine um, was running the company and, and they brought um, Kevin Jonas on as a co-CEO. So I wouldn't have known my friend if, I, if we weren't leaving normal behind, right? So for me, it's always about the values first. You know, I talked to a guy the other day off Clubhouse, sold five companies, was talking to me about a business venture we could do together. And before we got into it, I, I just told him about my values. He's like, yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, but I like to do the real thing or something. So, you know, he was just one of the, the people that was like, cool, I understand the spiritual stuff, but what can we do together? And I said, I'm on that with you. However, 
I just need to let you know that there is nothing we could do together if if we don't vibe on these spirits on these values first. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't care if you got a hundred million dollars, like that doesn't that I'll never shake that, right? That's the whole point of having values and, and holding your values and holding a standard. And so yeah, so yes, I met a bunch of different celebrities, from professional athletes, Olympic athletes, politicians, you know, musicians, etc. But it still comes back to the same to the same values, you know. No, and if I'm doing something with someone, it's going to be based on that. We've spoken about the power of authenticity quite a bit on this show as well. Mm-hmm. And um, let me just say before I go back to geeking out about all of your Hollywood connections, <laughs> I, you know, I love this idea of this modern renaissance now more than ever. I'm also completely in love with Kanye's security team because if there was, you know, something to happen at one of his um, one of his events, then you wouldn't be on the show with us right now. So th- shout out to Kanye's security team right here from the podcast and i'm going to go back to geeking out about this right now nikki please (laughs) tom that was totally his question he wanted me to ask about kanye so anyway (laughs) but we spoke when we spoke earlier i mean the other day about um you know the power of you giving out good vibes basically and i think i love that part of of you especially and good things will come to you then if you give those good vibes out right um we want to just go a little bit into attraction marketing versus active marketing. Um, your business model is kind of, I mean, it's totally different, right? And and how can we, how can you speak to our listeners about traditional marketing versus what you're doing? And, and it's, it's kind of a special way of marketing yourself. But can you give us some concrete tips? Well, I don't know if you can, because sometimes it's your personality as well. And again, the people around you. But are there some concrete tips that people can do to kind of if they want to go this way as well? Yeah, for sure. So, so somebody once taught me a very, very experienced marketer. He, he talked me about this idea of, of, of the lighthouse effect. And what he described to me is he said, Rob, you know, you know a lighthouse, right? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, you know, a lighthouse stays in the same place and puts out this beam of light over and over and over again, right out into the ocean, out into the dark. And, and, and over time, by this lighthouse just doing what it does and shining the light, the right boats sail to the lighthouse the lighthouse doesn't need to go to the boats and he said in business you can create a framework where you're attracting people to come to you rather than going to have to knock on everyone's door saying hi the way that we've been able to do that has been through content marketing and that's what everyone can do right people don't know what you're up to unless you're creating some type of content online or people are like giving you word of mouth referrals to come your way. We've never been one to do like paid advertisements or Facebook ads or things like that. Just because we're leaving normal behind. That's like kind of cheesy, right? Like leave normal behind today. Come join our movement. Like that's not the vibe that we're up to, you know? So it's more of this alignment framework of, Hey, you're either already doing this or not. And we're just looking to talk to the people that are. And if you just stand in mobile, like a lighthouse, then you'll create this ecosystem where there's like inbound, inbound opportunity, there's inbound momentum through content marketing, right? So the, 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 the technical skill is like, you have to create things on Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm on Clubhouse, you know, you have to create things on Facebook. I, I write articles on, on Medium, Addicted to Success, Thrive Global, um, Influensive, um, Authority Daily, Future Sharks, where right? we've gotten people into Forbes Inc., Entrepreneur, you know, there's, there's, this, there's this outside content marketing opportunities like doorways for people to interface and interact with us and then if they share the same values people take action all the time you know when we like something we take action on it and so when 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 you just like recognize that and you don't allow yourself to get nervous or feel like oh you know where's everyone going to come from you know a lighthouse doesn't see most boats you know what i mean it just starts to shine a light and then the boats come to it so in the beginning stages there might not be any boats for, for miles and miles. And you and that's the whole point of entrepreneurship is like, are you willing to like continue to put this light out into the dark, even if you don't see anybody? And the truth is, is that people show up. So that's just like a timeless truth, you know, and, and it's a law, fundamental law of the universe, right? There's so much empirical evidence that shows that these types of metaphysical laws exist. And anyone that disagrees with them is, is similar to the person that would have said, 
gravity doesn't exist <laughs> only because we didn't have a mathematical equation for it yet. Well, look, you know, this is how we <laughs> exactly, and this is how we connected, right? <laughs> the universe brought right, us together. Exactly, exactly right. Same with Tom. I mean, for our podcast, I mean, we met in a corporate world, which I never would have thought I'd been in. You know, after being an athlete, and then we met, and now look where we are, um, meeting people like you, and definitely lots more things coming our way. Um, the next part and the final part is 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 more about um self promotion. We've talked about it before in other podcasts as well, but it's you know something that people find a bit cringy you know on how to do it and how to actually do it in the right way as well um and this is how you can build your network but also curate your network and massage I would say your network as well to make sure that you keep it connected you keep you know we spoke we, we speak to other people about how we lose those connections so much you know we have 5,000 people on LinkedIn but we don't actually talk to them like what's the point so we wanted to talk a little bit about that and I think yeah what is your secret to promotion and, and network management so this this guy, um, I, I, what I say is, is that I'm such so fortunate to just be a conduit of a lot of other amazing people and books who have like taught me things that I use that really benefit me, right? So I mentioned a lot of value. The other one is is this networking tip that somebody once taught me, where he said, "Rob, networking is like a bank account. We we all know that." You can't go to the bank and withdraw $20 if you only have $10 in it. He goes, however, when it comes to networking and we talk about social currency, people are asking others for $5 when they have $0 in that relationship bank account. He's like, if you want people to do big things for you, not like a little small ask, if you want people to really introduce you to somebody, if you want somebody to get you a client, if you want somebody to accelerate your career, how much money, how much social currency, how much value needs to be deposited into that bank account so that when you go to withdraw it, it's as simple as going to the ATM and pulling out the cash. So that's always my framework is even when I know that I need something from somebody, there's people that I've been building for because right, we're raising a couple million dollars now. I'm about to go back and ask some people for some money. You feel me? We're about to go ask for some big life-changing partnerships at this current time based on the last six years of me depositing into these bank accounts, like sacrificing initial capital, doing things for free because you recognize that social currency is a real thing, right? You have financial currency, social currency is a real thing. And network management for me always comes down to the same things. I'm, you know, we don't use an Excel. I'm not, you know, we have a pipe drive and a CRM, but we're not, I'm not like mind mapping my entire network. There's too many people for me to do that with right now. And part of this tech that we're raising for is to do better in terms of network management through tech, matching algorithms and AI and things like this. However, for me, I, I always focus on the fundamentals. Because if you focus on the fundamentals, it will work out, right? If you're just going around saying, how do I provide more value than I take in payment? Just do that for five days and see what happens. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, cool, that sounds good. But then they don't actually go do it. And then they talk shit about it like, oh, that doesn't work. But they didn't. They just stay doing the same thing. You know, so if you look at anyone with major success, this is a pretty common framework of let's provide more value to others. That's going to open up opportunities. That's what's going to build a good relationship. And that's how you get this like good reputation of opening up opportunities, right? When, when people trust you, that's when they open up the hood of their car. And as a consultant, you can't even know what's going on until they open up the hood, until they open up their world. And what I found is the way for people to do that is you got to build a friendship with them. You know, so I build a friendship first and then I'm able to do business with my friends because why do what I sacrifice my emotional health, what, just to do business with somebody because they got some money? You know, not all money is good money. Even if you need it, that's the test from the universe is, are you still going to do the thing that you've been doing, which is compromise your values and accept money that's going to cause you like emotional distress or spiritual distress or, or, or work with somebody that's going to compromise your values. So these are all like little tests from the universe, in, in my opinion, and others' opinions to show like, are you actually lining up with what you are saying you're doing? And is that showing in your actions? 
I'm totally going to interrupt you at this point because <laughs> my brain cannot handle another ounce of self-promotion magic coming out of um, out of out of your head, out of your spirit, your soul, your energy. Um, I use so I have a I have a compound question for you in just a second, but I wanted to reiterate for the audience who may just be getting started or even thinking about you know launching their own business. Giving back value from the first interaction that somebody has with you or with your business is so crucial. If you think about launching a newsletter to get the word out, send a little goodie together with the newsletter. Something that shows people, oh, for free. Someone is, you know, this person is sharing freebies with me. This person is generous. This person doesn't just think about money and a good cash grab. This permeates every single thing that you do as an entrepreneur. And I think that's such a beautiful um, story that you've just told us. So on to the compound question the first one is an easy one the second one slightly more complicated the first one is you have such a unique and spectacular vocabulary about you social currency um, modern renaissance uh, movement are you coming out with a book or an encyclopedia anytime soon so so i am in the process of writing um my second my my real first book that i self like i'm either being self-published or do with a publisher on leaving normal behind Right, and and um, what does that mean to leave normal behind? Why is leave normal behind the modern day renaissance? How does this parallel with history? Right, so creating like this dissertation type art is is there something that I'm working on right now? Keep us posted on that because we would love to share it with the audience. Someone that wants to dive deeper into this topic uh, with us that goes beyond the ability of our 45-minute podcast episode. So keep us posted. We'll share the love. We'll share the news. Question number two and paling in comparison let's get a little bit technical so i googled your name after we'd already gotten in touch and you occupy the two first pages of google entirely search engine optimization matters um what is a big struggle at the beginning is the question how do you find opportunities to write articles with third parties give talks be in interviews brand build and i'm going to ask you to be as specific as humanly possible so you sit in your room you say okay i'm ready i've got my brand i know kanye i'm having a good time i want to tell other people about this how do you actively go out and network so the first the first thing is creating the content right so like any opportunity that I've gotten has come based on people seeing me online, Facebook, Instagram, somewhere. They resonate with the values and mission and movement, and then that speaks to them. Then there's an opportunity. Technically, when you're looking to get featured in an article, you need to have three different types of things line up. So obviously the outlet itself, they have a certain initiatives, right? They need a good piece of content that's not overly self-promotional, that provides value to their readers. Then you have the writer of that piece of content, which is looking for content to write because they have a relationship with the outlet like Forbes or Inc. or something like this. So they need to post content. They need to feature people, feature stories, share value that makes them look good. And then as an individual, you want to get an opportunity that's going to ascend your career by giving you increased visibility and authority, right? So when I first started and I was starting to get articles, my thought was how can I integrate myself into these outlets by working with writers to collaborate on pieces of content that did those three things. The outlet wanted it, the writer wanted it, and then it helped me out at the same time. And um, how did that happen? From going back to what I shared before. when like. What's the first thing someone's going to do if you reach out to them to write about you? They're going to look you up. They're going to go look at your content. They're going to look at your personal brand and like see what you're doing. You know, so it's like it's all got to play together. Content creation has always been the thing, right? If you're not creating content, people don't know you and they don't know what you know. When I first started and I was like, I'm, I want to be a consultant one day. I was like, okay, I guess I have to create content about the things that I know because how can anybody ever pay me? for the things that I know if I'm not sharing what I know online, right? So a lot of people won't do this. You feel me? A lot of people will hear this strategy and will just not do it. You feel me? So it's like most people aren't ready, prepared, willing, or even able to create content, build relationships, you know, stay committed to their goals and dreams. A lot of people quit, 
right? And that's like where you got to look yourself in the mirror. There's this certain level of um, divinity, faith, a higher power, right? Like there's there's something that you got to tap into that allows you to stay ten toes down when it gets super hard. Yeah. So, but the strategy goes back to the same thing: provide value to others, and opportunities will come out of the woodworks, right? Like that when I got featured in Forbes. That writer reached out to me. I was like, hey, Rob, love what you're doing. I want to write an article about you. Right? That wasn't like me like send, sending, hey, can you do this? This is me. This is why you should pick me. And this is this. And here's my media kit. And here's this and this and this and this. People think that it has to be that technical, but it's not. That's what magic is. That's magic. I love it. I love what you said as well. Not putting your two feet on the ground, keeping your 10 toes did you hear that, Tom? I did, Love I did, it. Yeah. I think I'm going to use that for sure. Um, Tom, you forgot to say that I have two pages on when you search me on Google too. How oh, dare I you? Did. <laughs> oh, no, but it's, so the reason why I'm this is because by now we already know that you're a star. So could we please stop with the same I'm trying to plan. learn here, trying to make sure I put my name out there, you know. Um, look, this was amazing. You know, we had our call the other day. We knew there was a special connection talking about the universe, talking about putting good things out there and everything will come back. It's hard to do because sometimes it can take a long time. You know, sometimes like I know Sandra listening in would be like, Nikki keeps writing articles and telling things and not getting paid for it. But I know something is coming and I can feel it, you know, with these connections, especially with Tom, with you, Rob. I know something mm-hmm. really big is coming and it's bigger. It's bigger than us as well, you know. Right. Um, but look, thank you so much. And I know Tom has a couple of last I comments. I do. I do. I mean, <laughs> so in my secret mental spreadsheet, I'm calling this the hook release because we told you, the audience, at the beginning that Rob is going to withhold <laughs> his three most precious secrets until the end of this episode. Um, I personally can't fathom how you could possibly have anything left of you know your magic that you haven't shared with us already, but we're going to give it a poke anyways. Rob, the question for you is... What should people start doing immediately after they have left this episode of the podcast to get ahead in their entrepreneurial dreams? Cool. The, the first thing that you could do is, is do something which a lot of people don't do, which is sit down and actually calculate how much do your dreams cost. Love that. That's the first thing. How much do your dreams cost? When people talk about living their ideal life, there is a certain price point. Where do you want to live? Do you want to get massages each week? Do you want what type of food do you want to eat? Where do you want to travel? What type of clothes do you want to wear? Right? These are all things that you have to answer for yourself. You could say I want to have one T-shirt, but I want to eat good food and I want to live in nice. But there's still going to be a, a price point. So the first thing is actually determine the price point that equals the dream that you have. That might be $100,000. That might be $500,000. Most people, you know, dream big. It's probably going to be a couple million dollars what people's first thought is. You need a couple million dollars to really live super comfortably in today's day and age. If you want less, that's okay. Right? But $100,000, you're going to be what $100,000 equals. So it's not a comparative thing like, oh, how do I compare myself to others? It's I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. This is how much my dreams cost. You ask yourself, what do I want to do that will make me the most happy, satisfied, and fulfilled, right? So do this exercise. The first thing is, what do my dreams cost? The next thing is you start to reverse engineer what would need to happen in order for you to do that, right? So say your dream costs $2.5 million. Now you got to ask yourself, like, am I even willing to do what's necessary to make $2.5 million. Like I got to get my habits better. I got to talk to people. I got to build a business. Like now that you have a number to actually build on a framework, you can readjust your dream. Maybe you're like, damn, $2.5 million is a lot. Like maybe I only want to make $400,000 because like that seems a lot more balanced for me. You know what I mean? Or maybe I only want $250,000. Like that seems a lot more balanced for me. You have to start developing a plan on how to get there. A lot of people have this dream, but it's just an illusion because they don't actually know how much that dream costs. So that's called starting with the end in mind. Brilliant. Book, right? The seven habits of highly effective people and then reverse engineering. Reverse engineering is a process of starting at the end and then working your way backwards. Right? So 
Yeah, that's what that's what most people got to do, is is figure out what their dreams cost, and then start to develop a plan backwards on like what would be happening in my life if that dream was already happening. What would be my routine? What time would I be waking up? What type of people would I be talking to? Like you start to fill it out because your life has to produce that. And then ask yourself, like, am I willing to actually do that? And then readjust. Number three, <laughs> if you have one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I didn't know if you, if you want me to keep going. The, the next oh, one, one, one is... One more. Um, oh, it's one more. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> the next one is, is realizing this quote that... Um, what's it? Two things. Don't have um, paralysis by analysis. Don't overanalyze. Because imperfect action is better than no action at all. So get started on something. Doing something is better than doing nothing. As you start doing it, things will get more clear. When you're making a song, when you're writing a, a book, when you're, the, your best ideas don't come until you're in the middle of it, right? The best melody comes when you're in the middle of creating that song. You have some ideas, but those genius moments come like when you're in the thick of it. I'm a writer, right? Some of my best writing ideas don't come when I'm outlining. They come when you're in it. And you're like, oh, shit, that would really help out. So imperfect action is better than no action at all. So figure out what it is that it costs. Do not paralyze yourself by overanalyzing and then get started. You know, imperfect action is, is better than no action at all. Uh, I love that because also, you know, not trying is something that, you know, you can say, oh, I didn't. I didn't even try, so it doesn't matter. Whereas then you'll be dreaming of, oh, I wish I had tried it. So just try it. Go for it. You know, don't be afraid of failing mm -hmm. either because obviously many businesses start and they don't necessarily work at the first, you know. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid to try, I think, is another thing as well we, we can always think about. Thank you so much for all of these many wisdoms. I think amazing points all the way through the podcast, but obviously at the end as well, been really good. Um we're really happy you came on the show and Thank we you. just want to keep going, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rob, any famous last words? Um, yeah, I, I could keep going, but my, my last words is, is uh, leave normal behind, become the best version of yourself and, and recognize that the thing that you would do for no money is the thing that if you started doing would make you the most money. However, it's the hardest to make money in the beginning. So if you can get through the beginning part, not only will you make the most money ever and be fulfilled, but you're going to face that challenge and it's expected. I love this. So audience members, listeners, followers, stay on it. Entrepreneurship is a game for the long haul. But as Rob said, put a pen on a piece of paper and just see what kind of magic you can produce. From my end as well, Rob, thank you so much for being here. Everybody out there in the audience, be sure to hop over to Instagram and go follow um, Go Hired um, Podcast to stay up to speed with our latest adventures, see some B-roll, see how silly we are actually behind the scenes. Um, in next week's episode, we're actually going to be joined by the wonderful Lila van Arvensleben, who is currently um, one of the stars of the platform Mural, but has just managed to make a brand out of herself. She's an entrepreneur, she's an entrepreneur, and she's just hustling like there's no tomorrow. So, as always, gentlewomen, gentlemen, and everybody in between, let's go get it.